Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi there, it's Dallas Travers and welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. Throughout 2021, we're actually going to track one coach's progress toward a six-figure business. So you may remember Talita Letterlow from episode number four on the show. She's a high-performance coach and has graciously agreed to welcome us behind the scenes in her business this year. In this episode, Talita and I share some big changes we had to make in her business in order for her to reach her revenue goals without burning out. So rather than piling on more offerings, more work, more stuff, we actually eliminated all but one of her offerings. Then we raised her prices because I have to be honest, her prices were so low, they did not reflect the quality of her work or even the values that she holds. Lastly, we dug into her niche so that she can expand beyond just serving runners and actually help any goal-oriented, ambitious, structure-loving leader out there. After our first coaching session this year, I had goosebumps because Talita's path to six figures is so crystal clear to me. It's so super exciting and I just can't wait to see how her journey unfolds this year. I have to say I'm also excited for you to watch it right along with me. So with that, here's Talita Letterlow. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Talita. Welcome back to the show. Hello. I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing to this. So I'm just going to loop everybody in a little bit, and then we want to hear how things have gone for you since you were last on the show. Mm -hmm. So after Talita was here, I thought, wouldn't it be an interesting experiment to track a coach's progress over an extended period of time? And you were game for that. So thank you for saying yes to that invitation. And what Talita and I are going to do is she'll come on the show periodically just to fill us in on how things are going and we'll brainstorm next steps for her. And we just really want to invite all of our listeners to join you on your journey this year. So we don't really, other than that, we don't really have much of a plan. So let's see how this all works. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So I want to just start. Can you, let's start. I'm going to ask you to remind everyone about your business, even though it's changed slightly, Mm -hmm. right? Fill everyone in on what you do. (laughs) And then can you just catch us up on how things have gone since you were last on the show? Yes. Uh, So I am a high performance coach, so that hasn't changed. Uh, (laughs) um, But I work and I help um, high high achievers uh, and runners. get faster, get stronger, uh, eat better, the plant-powered way. 
um, so that they can really achieve all of their high performance goals without wrecking their body. That's the the main part there. That's the main part. Yeah. (laughs) Great. So how has it gone? The show premiered, you were one of our first four episodes and we came out in September, October, November. So like four or five months ago. So how has it gone Mm. since then? It has been very interesting. There's been many, many like wins, I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, wins as far as clarity on, uh, which we'll of course talk about in a second about really who it is I help. Um, But also I think diving in uh, and investing in myself in a way to work with you, but, and this, you know, community of the Six Figure Coach Club and constantly on a regular, like a weekly basis, talking about my goals and yeah. talking about action steps and talking about metrics, that alone puts some type of energy out in the atmosphere where things have just started, you know, to have attracted certain opportunities, which has been fantastic. Um, since, let's see, since then, I've also, I'm into my third season or third round of my group um training program. So that's been great. Um, like building regulars into that program, which I think is great for having been my first group program. Um, so that's been great. And I'm starting to notice, I think I had mentioned this briefly to you once, um, a few weeks ago, but without, without an interview, I've started to notice things that people are saying like language of my ideal client without yeah. sitting down and having a market research interview. I'm just starting to hear it. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Like I'm tuned in a little more. And I think that's a huge win. Um, even though that that's not necessarily like a monetary win, but that's a, that's a growth as a boss kind of a win as a coach and as a <laughs> big time. And that's, you know, the six figure coach club, we're all about habits. And this yes. is, I think the most important habit if you want sustainable success, which is having that that uh, developed muscle mm. of really, really hearing your target audience yes. and being able to catch it and translate it in the moment. Like, oh, marketing is coming to me in this very minute, right? I'm being given <laughs> that. And so that it happens naturally instead of, like you said, sitting down, okay, let me think about how my audience thinks and speaks. So you're, that muscle is getting really strong for you. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Great. Yeah. So good. And it's weird in the moment when I catch myself like, oh, you know, thinking in that way, which before I just I just didn't. I've heard you say this phrase uh, before. I didn't relate to myself in the way of a business owner. Like I'm a great coach, so I relate to myself in that way. So I see things in that way. But hearing and seeing things in the in the way of a business owner is slightly or maybe maybe not even slightly different very different but like you said the muscle that needs to be trained got it and so you're doing that more naturally that's really awesome okay (laughs) so talita is a part of my inner circle this year where they are forced to do things against their will (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things that has been so transformative for me in my business is tracking weekly metrics. Okay. So this is taken from the book Traction, which, you know, there, I always say eat the fish, spit out the bones. There are parts of Traction that don't align with my values, but this piece of really figuring out, number one, where are we going? Mm -hmm. Number two, 
how can we tell every week that we are on track? Because mm-hmm. that's a big, for, in the past for me, has been such a big gap where it's mm. just been like, oh, I feel on track. Things yes. seem great. People are liking it. Yes. <laughs> right? But it's all obscure. And especially now, and it'll be fun to see when you start bringing on a team, how metrics impact your team. Mm. But I feel like weekly metrics has been the biggest gift I could give my team. Mm. Because now they have a way of really owning what they do and knowing if they're on track as well and mm-hmm. having these goals to aim for. So yes. everyone in the inner circle, you have to have your little scorecards. And every Wednesday, Kylie asks you to share, and about three of you do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're building that muscle, right? Yes, yes. So, but at the beginning of the year, I invited you to set your goals for 2021, forecast your revenue and also list building goals, mm-hmm. and come up with your weekly Scorecard metrics. How are you going to know whether or not you're on track? Mm-hmm. Can you just walk us through what you discovered after setting your goals, forecasting revenue, and like putting all of this in place? Yes, I can. And before I say that, I do want to yeah. say, because that just uh, reminded me of this that we spoke about the last time uh, I was here, was about this structure and how that is what I need, what I love, what resonates so deeply with me. So as much as many of the group might not like the scorecard situation. (laughs) You know who you are. If you're listening, you know who you are. We will not say your name in this episode. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, I actually was quite excited about it. Um, Even though, like you said, it's still a a muscle being trained as far as to turn it in on time, you know, every single week. Um, But that part I love. The goal setting part I love, especially setting big ambitious goals I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so that 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 was all great. Speaks to my heart. So since um, implementing this and putting my revenue goals, you know, put, uh, listing what offer offerings I have for my business, it wasn't adding up. Like looking through the whole year from January to December all of the offerings and, you know, how many enrollments of private clients and group clients that I have was not all at all uh, adding up to what the goal was. Right. And when I say not adding up, I don't mean like, oh, we're $500 off or $5,000 off. It was huge. It was, it was like a whole year salary off. Yeah. Yeah, Let's get concrete if you don't mind. So the goal for 2021 for you is $207,000. Yes. When you and how many offerings did you have? Um, private clients, a group, my group program, and then like a middle offering, right? My solo, um, mm-hmm. and then there was a fourth. Oh, a fourth. So four. Four. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. So four different offerings, all this stuff going on, and we had the seventy thousand dollar gap. Yes. 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 So we had to pump the brakes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And what was interesting for me, because I'll have actually fill everyone in on. So then you and I had a private session. Right. And we had to figure out how we we're going to fill that gap. Fill yes. everybody else in on what we landed on there. Well, it was at first I, I was like, well, I know you're going to say like the answer has to be, well, got to up those prices or up the enrollment, like how many people. But I just knew my capacity for how many people to serve, yeah. whether that's privately or a group, 
is only but so many. So even if I upped it a little bit, it just wasn't getting to, to the numbers. And so where we landed was, so you're going to take out two of these offerings, <laughs> essentially. I mean, I guess private client offering is always an offer, but it's not necessarily a focus to get more of those. So you essentially made the focus be this group program, like yes. go all in on this group um, program and make it, in it my signature program. However, I had to do a little introspective work first to really, um, which I did like journaled about what was coming up for me. If I decided to go all in on this offering. Um, and it was, it was interesting because I felt like I needed to have options right. for people who might not be able to, whether it's affordability of the group program or, so I felt like, oh, I need to have smaller offerings so I can serve a little more people, a little bit more people. Um, but I just recognized that even, I mean, we can all be great coaches. You could be the best coach, but you're still, it's still a disservice to your clients if you're spreading yourself, you know, all over the place, spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. So you're really not fully giving what you could be giving to those clients. Um, so, And that's why I realized mm. as much as I'm giving, it still actually isn't, not necessarily enough, but as quality as I know I want to, yeah. to be. Yes. So for everyone listening, one of Talita's core values is excellence. And so if we run, if we ran your plan, four different offerings, right? Launching all the time. Yes. If we ran that through the value of excellence, it just did not line up at all. Correct. So part of the strategy with going all in on Surge, which is Talita's signature program, is so that it can be the gold standard, right? Yes. Completely excellent. And it just makes your life as a marketer so much easier when you have one thing to talk about instead of 17 things. <laughs> yes, right? yes. And I would also argue that for your audience, we're making it, it's like the Obama principle. Remember that interview he did where he talked about I have gray suits and I have blue suits. And, and, I, and the reason for that is that's one decision I don't need to think about. Yes. Right? I just grab a suit and I put it on. So by having all of these options, you can sometimes create confusion yes. for your customer. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Okay. So what we ended up doing was getting rid of all but one core offering. You will work with people privately when they beg, right. beg you for it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> she is, I am Talita on Instagram. You can go and beg her there. Uh, <laughs> so, and now you get to go all in on Surge. We also raise the price. Oh, right, right. Significantly, yes. Three, three times. <laughs> three times the price. Yes. Right. So I'm just going to be honest here. When you told me the price, I had the same reaction that some people used to have with me with the six-figure coach club pricing, which was like, wait a second. I must not understand something here because the program you just described at the cheap price you just described, there's no way that what I think the program is, there's no way it can be that at that price. Mm. So we kind of established that your lower price point was working against you because it wasn't attracting 
clients who also value excellence. Mm, right, right, exactly. And then and can you talk about like what that was like for you, but you, and also how you've gotten affirmation of that since? Because yeah. this is a big one. And I, I ha- before I hand you the mic, I want to be really clear. I am not making that bullshit claim of charge your worth, you're worth everything, you know, high ticket, high ticket. That is, that gets way more credit than it deserves. High ticket offerings in the coaching world, those serve very privileged people only. And for some of us, that is not the audience that we want to serve. That's not the business model that we want. So I am not making a case for high ticket offerings, right? And at the same time, I mean, you're still not high ticket, <laughs> right? At the same time, there is such a thing as just having like pricing dysmorphia almost, mm-hmm. right? Where you, you're you so in your own world that you don't see how your low price, how low your price actually is. And you were like suffering from that, right? right. So I just had to say that because that's one of my pet peeves in the coaching world. All of this crap about like, prestigious, high ticket, blah, 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 is not the only way to be successful. And it's certainly not equitable. Mm, mm, Exactly. Exactly. And yes, it it was that, that's been, I mean, forever, uh, even before I started this business, I guess two years now ago, um, even when I worked for other companies, I just knew, well, everyone that I know wants to work with me won't be able to work here, work with me here. Right. Um, so equitability, equity is, is, um, yeah, very important, which is why I thought though, I needed to have so many offerings, but, but there's a way clearly a solution to that without all of that. Right. Right. Okay. (laughs) Um, So we tripled your price. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And it sounds, it sounds weird when you, or not even weird, like, wait, what? Without even knowing what the price was, wait, you tripled? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, well, one thing I remember clearly when I told you what the price was in your reaction, wait, Celia, that's, that's less than my yoga class is what your specific <laughs> words were. Right. My Zoom yoga class. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Um, and Knowing, like I knew, okay, I, I know this, the program is worth a little more than this, but I just kept saying, I know it's worth a little more, but mm-hmm. clearly, no, no, a lot more is what it needed to be. And so um, I've had confirmation of plenty of people say, actually, plenty of people who are used to taking lots of different types of um, strength programs, conditioning programs. Um, even run specific programs that cost more than what I was charging for my 12 week program. And they were like, Oh really? Wow. Toledo, you know, that's like a really good deal. It's like, I remember one friend saying, uh, people should be jumping to get this, like to get this deal. Do they not understand what a big deal this is? Um, and so and that the answer has- to that question is yes, they do not understand <laughs> because it shouldn't be this price. So then mm. they're just like confused. Mm. Right. What do you right. mean? What do you, it must not be worth it. If this is the price, it must not be worth it. Mm. And I see, I didn't get that. Yeah. I got, they must not understand the deal because they don't, um, 
either understand like the value, pardon me, they don't understand the value I'm bringing or, oh, they're not used to high level, like high performance coaches. They're used to, like, I just wasn't thinking in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, And so when I, oh yeah. So when people do try to do the math too, like divide, oh wait, 12 weeks divided by four nine or four ninety seven divided by 12 weeks. That's only $12 a session or like whatever it came to. Right. Right. So all of that to say um, now like really owning, okay, it needs to be more. It will be more. It is more um, of a, an investment and the people, the target audience or my ideal audience, it still feels like, you know, they have to think a little bit first. Okay. Let me see if this is right for me, this price, but it's a, it's a more of a consideration, I guess, of, I don't even know the right word. They're considering it because they do understand the value. Like it's a clear, it's not a shock anymore. And I wonder if exactly, and I can imagine that in their minds, the conversation is, okay, I've just been invited to step up and commit to myself in this way. Do I trust myself to make that commitment? Yes. Which is very different from, oh, oh, okay, I'm confused about, okay, okay, is this going to be helpful? Is it going to be worth my time? It's so inexpensive. Right. Yes. right. So we got in from there, so everyone's tracking. So she looked <laughs> at this goal of 207000 for 2021. She looked at her 27 different offerings and how she could <laughs> offer something new every week. <laughs> In order to hit that number. And I think you were approaching it from the mindset of, okay, I either have to fill more people, right? You said this, find find a way to serve more people, have more offerings, like do more, more, more. Mm -hmm. And we took the opposite approach, which was like, let's trim it down to less so that you can maintain excellence and also attract people who value excellence. So that led us to this really cool conversation about your target audience. Yes. Yes. So everybody in on that. Which is great. So I'm sure everyone knows all about the, um, you know, niche conversation mm-hmm. and like niching down actually is better for you than like, or whatever the phrase is, niche, niche is rich, broad is broke or something. <laughs> and, and I took that to, to heart, especially because even without knowing that that is a business concept way before I got into having a business, long time ago, I used to feel that way, even working for another gym. I knew the type of people that I was good with, like that I work well with. I knew the type of people who respond well to me. And so in my mind, I thought I should be working with these type of people. But when you're working for someone else, that's not what that business is trying to hear. They want to know about their bottom line and they want to know that you can work with as many people as possible. Um, So now fast forward to you know, me learning obviously more about business and, 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 um, running my own, uh, I really, okay. Now, like we're celebrating niching down. Great. So I can get really niched. Um, and so runner became my thing. Like I've worked with many runners. I, I enjoy working with runners. Um, I am a track and field athlete myself have been so for umpteen (laughs) amount of years. Um, so it made sense. Yeah. That we relate to each other in the same way. The drive is similar. Uh, the ambition is similar. The work ethic is similar. Um, so they just get it. Mm-hmm. 
And that was where my first dream client power statement was all around. I help runners get stronger, eat fast or uh, run faster and eat better. Um, However, for I'm sure various reasons, but I wasn't getting a lot of those runners to me, like getting in front of them. Um, Now, as far as running my own business and I wasn't understanding why. And it could, again, going back to how many of us do, many of us new, newer business owners, oh, that means I need to be doing the special mark, funnel marketing thing. Oh, I need to be on Instagram more. Oh, I need to do this, 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 this. But it still was like, yeah, I was getting some traction, but just not. Um, so we, in our con- your, uh, conversation with you, we really, or you asked me like, what is it about runners or what are the qualities of runners? And that's where we like hit the nail or like the spark came because you said, what was it? Oftentimes it's not about the thing that your ideal client does. So runner, it's more about maybe it's, maybe it's a personality trait or it's how they, um, their behavior, like Mm -hmm. who they are as opposed to what they do. Yes. Yeah. And there was something, and I can't remember how it happened, but in our coaching session, you told the story, uh, and I'm just going to butcher this story. So about the the executive who trained for seven years because it oh. gave you, tell that, because that was the light bulb for me. And I realized, oh, you can now really own your own niche by letting go of only working with runners. So tell mm. that story and then we'll fill everybody in on the new niche. Yes. Yes. Um, so there was at the old this gym I used to work at, um, a man who had come in, you know, looking for a trainer. He wanted to he stated that his goals were, ah, I, I want to get in shape, you know, maybe get a little stronger, maybe lose a little weight. But they were very eh, regular goals. And even in the regular goal, he wasn't like like very um specific and like what's the word I'm looking for? Um not assertive, but or driven or even excited by it. Excited by it. Yeah. Right. It was like, it's this thing I think I probably should do. So let me do it. <laughs> I'm middle aged. My heart yeah. needs to be healthier. I'm here. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until two, eh, three, two to three months into the training, he started to feel a, some kind of shift in how he felt, his presence. And how he carried himself, especially at work. Right. He would go into uh, a board meeting or if he's giving a presentation or something and how people were responding to him because of this new, but he didn't know what it was, just carrying himself differently. Well, because he had strength in certain areas, all the things. Um, And so now really his goal is like he'd been training consistently ever since that kind of epiphany for himself consistently for like seven years because he noticed his productivity at work increase. And when anyone's productivity typically increase, you make more money. So if you want to dial it in kind of into one statement, I train with my coach to make more money. Right. That's like, (laughs) and, and that work has worked for him like consistently. Right. Um, So that was the story as far as our revelation of a deeper why mm-hmm. behind, you know, I run or I work out or I, you know. And also freeing you up 
because to bring in more clients instead of being in this very narrow uh, niche of runners, because we've talked about this before, but one thing about Talita, everybody, is she is one of those people who people want to be around. You're just very magnetic. You have maybe it's all the exercise you get, <laughs> all right, the kale right. you eat. <laughs> you just have that presence, mm. right? Where people are they're drawn to you. I think they immediately admire you, and there can be some backlash to that, which we'll also yes. maybe talk about. Yes. But uh, and so by you limiting that to runners, there were there are so many people in your world who would love an opportunity to work with you in some way and couldn't because mm. they're not a runner, mm. yes. right? Yes. So then what we did is we just looked at, okay, what are the characteristics of the runners you most like working with? And what are the characteristics of the non-runners in your program who you enjoy working with? And we came up with a really clear list, yes. right? Yes. Uh, ambitious. Goal-oriented are people who love structure and appreciate prestige. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it even more, many of them. Hmm, there's two sides, but many of them actually already come with some kind of not insight, but some kind like a well-informed consumer. Yep. So they. Um, because they value quality products and, and service, they uh, come with that. They're not just going to take whatever someone tells them. They may have done some background research. They may have, you know, but they, they get, um, they're not totally new to the game. Yeah. And they also appreciate, they have some sort of experience, just like this executive at your uh, mm-hmm. old gym. They know that, uh, physical health and taking care of themselves in almost a competitive way. Mm-hmm. They're not into self-care. It, it, right. Like through the lens of, oh, I'm going to take a bubble bath kind of self. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not bubble bathing. I'm not meditating. This mm-hmm. is not your client, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> but because of their ambition, they see a direct connection and they've likely experienced the connection between achieving their goals and training their bodies. Yes, exactly. Right. And you just actually said the word that we couldn't remember, competitive. Oh, uh, competitive. That was the other <laughs> Yes. Right. And it, which doesn't necessarily mean competitive with others. They, yes, they could be, but it is more about competitive with themselves and always wanting to be better and yeah. taking it to the next level. Take it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And the, like the jokey sort of tagline we came up with was something about like, you want to want to get a raise, eat more kale, or right? <laughs> <laughs> But that's this person. It's like if yes. you want to accomplish, if you have a big goal, uh, sure, it could be a marathon, but it could mm-hmm. be launching a tech company, or it could mm-hmm. be like breaking the six-figure barrier, or buying a ranch somewhere. Like, there is a connection between how you take care of yourself mm-hmm. and accomplishing that goal. Yes. Great. Okay. Yes. So I'm, and I have to tell you, I left that conversation so excited and lit up because I knew we were onto something and your mm-hmm. business is going to blow up this year. So, so <laughs> I was, exciting. I was excited too. Yeah. I was cheesing for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, okay, we found it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. So let's then talk up. So now what is kind of the question, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because um, a potential pitfall 
to a target audience that is not new moms over 35 who want to lose 12 pounds, right? Where it's like super specific about a goal or yes. um, an occupation is that it can be, your, your marketing can become nebulous right away. Mm-hmm. So what is the plan? What is the next phase for you to solidify this discovery that we've made and start to move your business in this direction? Right. That is the question. <laughs> Stay tuned for next Because <laughs> I feel um, after, even though I was so excited after that conversation, the next day, then I was like, wait, but wait, how, wait, where am I finding, or not, not necessarily where am I finding these people? Obviously we, there's competitive, ambitious, goal-oriented people everywhere, but like you said, what's, how am I getting them, like getting yeah. in front of them and getting them to see me? That's one. And then two, the, um, going back to the runner part of right. it, oftentimes those people in, obviously it's not everyone, but in my experience so far, they often do like running. Um, and, and that marathon that you mentioned, it's because it's such you have to take your body to a whole and your mind to a whole nother place to get to accomplish that. Whether mm-hmm. you have a specific time goal or not to complete a marathon or a half marathon, or if your first 5k ever, there's a certain um, satisfaction that these types of people get from focused effort for a period of time towards something. That Even sense of accomplishment. Concrete. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, so how do I still do this and get away from the running part? Even though for many of the ones I've worked with so far, the the running part is what serves that piece in them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't get an answer yet. I didn't discover an answer yet. (laughs) That's kind of where we're at in this process. And again, we're going to keep checking in with you. But what we, it's funny because we've just like opened up your niche now, which has its benefits and its drawbacks because it's a little bit like, okay, now what? Right. Anyone with a goal come and train with me? Like that's not a powerful message either. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Right? <laughs> the next step for you is really getting back into those spark interviews, oh. right? Mm-hmm. And just really uncovering the language of this ambitious, goal-oriented, structure-loving, prestige-appreciating, competitive person. So that you can speak their language and make the outcome as concrete as possible and urgent for them. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, I'll hire a trainer when, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the next step, right? Is you just really getting clear on what about your messaging changes with this new audience. And we talk to the audience first. The other thing I want to share with everyone was how clear we got how clear we got about how you can now become an expert in with like guest teach at, oh. in so many communities, bringing a bit of this pattern interrupt approach mm-hmm. to leadership and accomplishment and ambition, like really moving into that space, the leadership space, and bringing health and wellness into it, right? Yes, yes. yes. So I want to give you two assignments. The yes. first one, and, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to speak just a, a little bit on as far as the spark. 
yeah. uh, interview situation because I did start it. So I have done uh, seven so far, six or seven. Um, and it's been really, truly eye-opening, um, especially to what you just said, There can that there can be a flip side mm-hmm. uh, to like, yes, it being nebulous, but even more so, and maybe these were just not the, some of them may not have been the right people, but some of the responses, because I just added this, I just read the statement to get what their, their initial feeling was from right. the statement. Um, so I'd love to actually share that with you. Great. Uh, let's let's share it. Right. Let's take a quick break. And then we'll come back in and we'll share the your the statement. I want to hear what kind of feedback. We can't forget to talk about this the the dark side of everyone wanting to be around Talita and what oh. that has brought up as well. So we'll oh. take a quick break and we'll come back and and keep the conversation going. Yes. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this: What more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the coach class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn or working way too hard to keep your business running, the coach class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Great. Welcome back. My guest is Talita Letterlow. We are just taking you on a journey this year in behind the scenes of her business and catching you up on um, her goals for 2021 and the adjustments we've had to make straight out of the gate in order for you to accomplish those goals. So Talita, you did some spark interviews and you're getting feedback from potential ideal clients about your dream client power statement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So walk us through what that is and how people have reacted. Um, so as a high performance coach, I help runners, lifestyle athletes, and high achievers get stronger, run faster, and eat better the plant-powered way so they can crush their performance goals without wrecking their bodies. Whether you want to run your first race, your fastest race, or you simply crave a deep sense of accomplishment, I can help you cross your finish line with confidence, feeling good in your body, and performing at your highest level every day. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously that's like the full meaty version of, of it. Um, so I got like great, most of them, like most people close their eyes <laughs> so they yeah. can just really hear it, which was great. Um, so that's another, qual- uh, I say quality about my ideal client. Like they're really um, take everything. I don't want to say seriously, but like, to the fullest, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so they're closing their eyes, they're in it. And uh, this was one, this 
response was interesting to me. Oh, does that include me? Right. And then when I, after the second part, she said, oh, 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 that could be me. So it was the first piece that was, and someone else said, um, the first part was intimidating. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is what pulled them in. Like, oh my God, I love that. Oh my God. When do we start? Like they were excited by the second part. Um, So most people responded really well because yes, it's that finish line piece. When Mm -hmm. I say your finish line, again, whether that's an actual race or whatever your specific goals are, there is a finish line for you. There's a a finish line of accomplishment that, that they want to feel. Um, And so that of course leads us into, I think (laughs) what you, the dark side that you want to talk about. Yeah. And also, can we play around just maybe in our next private or Mm -hmm. inside the inner circle? I want to play around with what would a power statement look like if you didn't talk about running at all? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that could be running is inside the club. We talk about this a lot, right? Like, are you describing the process or the outcome? And so in the beginning, there's all this talk about running where it made me feel like, oh, this is for runners mm-hmm. only. And I think that's part of the feedback that you got. So I'm not suggesting that we throw the running away, but I would be so curious to see the impact of a dream client power statement where we're not talking about the process. We're only talking about the outcome. And the outcome is like smashing a personal, professional, or fitness goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's let's imagine <laughs> that guy at the gym who trained for seven years because it made him a better executive. Um, what would be so we take running out of the equation and what would your dream p- client power statement look like? We'll probably have some sort of combination of the two. Mm. My feedback on what you just shared is it's still a little too runner heavy. Got it. Yeah. Good. Okay, so let's talk about the dark side of being someone that everyone wants to be around. <laughs> Tell me more about what that's like, actually. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, it's that piece about intimidating. Mm-hmm. E- even though I, the, the good energy that you speak about, um, like, that's great. Good, good energy. But it is the looking up to me and what people know that I do or have done in my athletic career and what I aspire have aspired to do with my athletic career all my life. Um, at first, to for me, it feels great, like praise and you inspire me and all of that is great, but clearly not inspiring enough to work with me. That's where the intimidating part came in. Like, I'm so inspired by you and yes, I want to be around you. Oh, oh, but not work with you. Right. That's I'm not worthy. Yes, I, yeah. yes. I have heard that specific... I'm not good enough to work with her. She's not this level or, um, oh, she's probably too tough for me. I'm not training for the Olympics mm-hmm. or, <laughs> and that has, uh, it, that's affected me a lot. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what, I haven't known what to do with that right. other than it pisses me off <laughs> to frankly, like that irritates me. <laughs> um, after the, like I said, after the initial, oh, thank you, the compliments, then it, then it just. <laughs> right. So then I don't know how to move forward because it's like in, in my mind, well, that means, so I got to change something so that I get clients, but 
I'm not a person who it's just not in me to, I'm not going to change myself or who I am. So I'm like, okay, well, where does that leave me? Just with a couple right. clients and, you know. <laughs> right. And everybody is like afraid, everyone in love with me and afraid at the same time. Yes. yes yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. So this came up in our inner circle meeting and it's interesting because something like this, we could approach it as this is a problem for us to overcome. Right. And my feedback from you was no. This is an opportunity to embrace, especially when we think about ambitious, goal-oriented, structure-loving, prestige-appreciating, competitive people. Those are people who will feel intimidated and they'll lean into their own intimidation instead of away from it. Mm, mm. As long as you, Talita, lean all the way in, in your messaging to, yeah, you're damn right. I mean, you bet you feel intimidated. Good. You're in the right place. Mm. instead of like, oh, how can I be softer? <laughs> right, right, right. Or even like, I guess I have to be softer and that's not going to happen. So now here I am stuck, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of the conversation you've had a little bit. Yes. So I really want to see in your messaging, like go there because that's what's happening organically. And it's actually showing you your blue ocean, right? It's mm. showing you how you fascinate through wow. power Wow. Interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you just got to go there. Right. Just, oh, that's so, yeah. And even, yeah, the first time you said it last week in our meeting, I was like, oh, but it's still, I get it. It's still like such a, I feel like different, <laughs> interesting, curious um, approach. I, I, yeah, am looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Um, uh, and see where that, how that feels, or I shouldn't, I know it feels strange right now, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to, yeah, take mm-hmm. that on. <laughs> Great. Well, why don't, this could be a good opportunity for us to just get really clear on your next steps mm-hmm. so that we all know what to hear about when you come back on the show. So now you're having this like intense accountability. <laughs> <laughs> So before we do that, I just want to check in because you said, I look forward to embracing that and it feels a little weird and leaning in. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. So what would that actually look like in practice for you? Mm. Leaning in to this, like you damn well better be intimidated. Right. (laughs) And like, I am intimidating and I'm using that superpower for good, for your good, for my business's good. So what would that, Mm. if you were to start to lean into that, what would that look like? Ooh, let me see. To start punching people? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> right. Well, and see, that's actually the thing that I thought of, not thought about as in doing, but um, when I hear that word of intimidating, I'm like, what do you, do you think I'm going to beat you up? Like, I don't understand. What do you mean intimidating? But um, I, I get what it really is deep down. They just maybe don't have the right words for it, but. Right. Um, it has nothing to do with you. Right? right. It's right. like, oh, I am, am I going to follow through on that? Can I get that strong? It right. just brings up everyone's own, like, questioning of their own worth. Right. 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 So what would that look like? Um, I feel like, uh, I don't, messaging, what would that look like? Or marketing, what would that look like? Or uh, even, maybe we're not even there yet, but for you to lead it, to lean, like, I've given you this invitation to embrace, right, what's happening naturally mm-hmm. and relate to it as a benefit to you and your business rather than this obstacle to overcome. 
Mm. So mm-hmm. just to get more comfortable wearing that outfit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What what could you do? Gotcha. Well, immediately came up in my head was more video of me in my training, my own, <laughs> um, whether that's strength uh, training or my run stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so showing up more or showing it more. Um, um, wonder what that would look like inside of these other coaching groups that I've been guest coaching in. Um, like, Ooh, Ooh, this is a hard one. Um, Mm -hmm. I almost want you to just, whether it's writing or talking to yourself in the shower or something, you know, um, and to be clear, I'm not telling you to practice your response, your canned response when someone says they're intimidated. Right. <laughs> but actually practice embodying a different reaction to oh, that, right? So you're in the shower and you're like scrubbing up and you're like, yeah, you should be intimidated. Like mm-hmm. actually saying the words or gotcha. writing about it just so that you can begin to embody it. Got it. Right. Because you've been um, shutting that part of you down a little bit consciously mm. or not. Right, which, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna hold that back. Um, because it's like the op- the literally the exact opposite of of who I am to to whatever that word is. <laughs> like, yeah, to shrink, make shrink. Thank you, to shrink. Especially, I mean, all of for the benefit of someone else's comfort. Yes, yes, exactly. And that that has literally been like an intentional thing that I don't do, that I wish other people wouldn't do, especially women. I wish they wouldn't do. So the fact that that is coming up now and that has been subconsciously, unconsciously happening. Yep. Yeah. Because so. this, you know, I don't know that there's a word for it, but the person, this is one of your core values. This is how you live your life mm-hmm. is fully and out there and mm-hmm. yeah big right mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. at your biggest and mm-hmm. so for you to even see even this thought process right mm-hmm. rubs it there's such friction between how you're showing up in that way and who you actually are in the world yeah mm-hmm. yep good now we get to change it <laughs> yeah yeah good so Ooh. i think that's a good next action yes we want to see you training okay I have to be honest, on Instagram, I saw that video of you once. You were jump, jumping rope with a weighted rope. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And then it says, like, want to know why I'm going so slow? And I'm like, wait, she's going slow? <laughs> oh, that's yes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I didn't realize she was going slow. That looks pretty steady to me. <laughs> yes. Um, well, so- see, that's actually, that's an interesting example uh-huh. I, that I wouldn't have thought of. Even the the subtle wording of that. Like, can I now consciously think of, because yes, it's one of those, oh, who said, Christy says it, um, your unconscious competencies. Mm -hmm. Can I now be more conscious? Because me writing that, like, that was my truth. That is, that is. But, but yes, I did see the responses of similar to what you just said. Um, So now can I. Uh, intentionally think of 
what would what would I don't want to I don't want to say this sounds insulting regular people that's not what I mean but what would non high performance maybe or hmm. whatever the word yeah or so back to this dampening of yourself mm-hmm. right my sense is oh this is so good I'm so glad <laughs> we like took it here because we get coaching it's so good um, my sense is. We'll use the jump roping post as mm-hmm. a very specific example. Or someone mm-hmm. says, ooh, I'm intimidating and intimidated and you go inward and have a conversation about that kind of with yourself mm-hmm. instead of having a conversation about that with them. Mm. Mm. Right? So even the jump rope post, people are saying, oh, it looks like you're going at a steady pace to me. And you read that and just think, okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, oh, right? so I mean, I, I laugh when I see, saw, read those and I get, I got it. Like I get what they're saying in the moment, but it was, or afterwards, after the fact, but it was in the moment of posting it. I wasn't expecting right. that kind of, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> but now continuing the conversation, like, oh, here's another area where I am, where people are experiencing the gap between where I perform mm. and where they could perform. Mm, yes. Right? So instead of, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I see that, and letting it go, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right. So what I've got so far between now and next time is we're going to play around with what would a dream client power statement look like if it didn't have running in it at all? Not because it's going to be your final answer, but I think it's going to bring forward, it's going to bring something forward. We're going to lean in. We're going to see more of Talita in action, high performing all over social media. (laughs) (laughs) And you just embodying your truth in how like you respond and show up to ooh, that's intimidating, or like, whoa, I'm not ready, right? In a way that is fully how you show up everywhere else in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incongruent there. Good, good. And then I want to give you one more assignment if you're open to it. Yes. Which is make a list of organizations, communities, programs where you would be a perfect person to guest teach. Because I think what we'll lean into next is – uh, a client attraction, uh, client attraction through guest appearances. So that could also be podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see so much more traction. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not pitch you on any running podcasts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And instead, bring the runner's work ethic and mindset and discipline and appreciation of the connection between physical care right, and Mm -hmm. success Mm -hmm. to these other arenas where people really value success and high performance. Yes. Aren't necessarily thinking of it through the lens of physical activity. Yes. And I think, yes, you hit that um, because I was going to ask you, what was that thing that you said last week about lean into my, who I am as an athlete and what it is, lean Mm -hmm. into the, the what of it to attract the the people that we're talking about. Yes. But it, you said it more eloquently than that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like just bringing, like here is a proven process that works yes, for that, athletes. Yeah. Right. And now we're going to bring it into the boardroom or the entrepreneurial space. Yes. Right. Got it. 
Love it. Is there anything else you want to commit to between now and our next session? Would it be, um, I feel like it might be helpful to have a, a concrete, I don't know, number of how many times you see me on social before oh. the next time I see you. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, whether that's, I don't know if that's, whether it's photo or video or, um, what if we made the number concrete and by doing a percentage, like a certain percentage of what you're putting out online is oh. behind the scenes of you training? Because you're yes. pretty consistent, right? With what you're putting out. Like you put stuff out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So what percentage of the stuff you're putting out in, online do you want to be behind the scenes workout? Mm. Well, if we, if we go like really business metricy on on you when i look and this is another practice that i don't have like um consistent like looking at analytics or anything but the few times that i have those posts get the most oh. i mean the most <laughs> of whether that's comments likes shares whatever the most yep. um which makes me think it needs to be i mean at least 50% uh, of what I post. So if I'm, so out of 10 things I post, no, no. Out of 10 things I post, no, I'm going to say 60%. Okay. Okay. 50 50 to 60%. 50 to 60%. So over half, over half of what your, of what you post will be behind the scenes, you in your high performance zone. Yes. So it doesn't always necessarily have to be working out because a big part of, your approach involves eat what you eat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So that let's include that in, okay. in this because there, you've got those, like that's a big part of your approach. Yep. Okay. Good. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that makes it, that's better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. All right. So I am excited to see how this year is going to unfold. Yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Very excited. Um, yeah. I'm excited, but I will say, which might be many people listening, maybe this is a similar feeling, that excitement is is always then like closely followed by, is that really possible that I can hit this goal by the end of the year? Like that's, and it's exciting to think of the possibility of that. Yeah. And then it's like, oof, is it? I don't know if even it's scary. Well, it's always scary to think if like, obviously if you fail at something, but it's not even that it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously because we've never done it before. So you don't know. That's what, that's really all you, you, you just don't know. Cause you've never done it. So my question for you is, can you live with getting close? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I know, especially in the work I do with my clients, Setting goals so high gets you further than you had been before. So, yeah. so a hundred percent. Yes, I can. Yep. Yeah. This feels like there's something more to this than what you're sharing. Is there something more you want to look at around this? Um, I think it's, I mean, it, I think it, it's the, I know a hundred percent there is no one way to reach a goal. Well, I, again, because I teach my clients this, and as an athlete, I know there's no one formula. 
Mm-hmm. And I think why I'm why my mind as far as business and money, it feels like because I don't have any uh, what's it called um, reference point. It yeah. seems as though two hundred and seven thousand dollars, and you're making these shifts in your business in these first couple of months of the year. And so 10 or 11 months from now, mm-hmm. can you jump up that high to six figures to like, yeah. like for some reason I feel like, Oh, I I have to hit this milestone first and then this little milestone. And then this, um, that's all. No, I get yeah. it. I get <laughs> it. I get it. And let's just plan on getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's how we get it right. You know this, mm-hmm. exactly. right? Exactly. That, that's just how we get there. So I, I, it's not even, it's don't trust the process because mm. I promise at some point during this, it's going to go bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, yeah. but that's how we learn. So don't yes. trust your pro, don't trust the process. Trust yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And uh, one more thing I'll add that I was reminded of. Let me tell you how much, obviously, we're talking about leaning into what I, my process as an athlete to hear. I mean, it couldn't be more similar, but I was reminded of in my own athletic training process, that whole thing of you literally, you don't know until you know, you don't know until you do it. So I can't possibly know how either I'm going to feel at the end of this training set at the end of this run, at the end of this race, by running it a certain way, like long story short, if my coach tells me, okay, I need you to run it this way next time with this particular intensity, this particular form, this particular whatever. And the reaction might be like, ooh, I don't know, because I think that might hurt. Oh, that might burn or that might whatever. Okay, it might, but I don't know until I do it. And then once you know, then you can respond accordingly, yeah. make adjustments if need be, but you cannot do that until you know. Yep. And that obviously applies here. So why wouldn't I, like, why doesn't that, why wouldn't that have clicked? It's not just in athletics. It's everywhere. It's anywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And it, let's just also be honest that it's uncomfortable not knowing. Oh, Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. like I'm so welcome to being a human, right? We're moving into uncharted territory and it's yeah. uncomfortable not knowing. Yep. But let's tell me I'm not I, I don't do much running, so <laughs> tell me if this is also true. So you're running with a certain form at a certain intensity and you don't even have to finish the race. You start getting data oh right away. Yes. Same is true with your business. Mm-hmm. Right? You start getting data. And mm-hmm. so it's like small adjustments along the way rather yes. than like, oh, it's December. We didn't make it. Now what? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, we are excited to go on this journey with you. Thank you for letting us in <laughs> and like being willing to walk us through how this all unfolds for you this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm excited and thank you again for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I love and need the accountability. So it's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll have Talita back in probably about six or eight weeks, and we'll see how things are going. Thanks, everybody.
Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, keep going on your six-figure journey.